yards, 440 yards away, and then 40, 40 yards. How far? 40. 40, 40 fucking yards. Welcome to the Ali Mushturk Hour on the Ali Mushturk podcast. <laughs> I'm Ali Mushturk. Over here is Ali Mushturk and yep. our special guest, Ali Mushturk. The Turkish for thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just funny everybody, but we're all still reeling from one of the greatest moments of all of our lives. Yeah, that was that was fucking great. Uh, this is, of course, the We Have No Cares podcast. I'm Nicole Hay. I'm Robert Borthwick. And this is our very special guest, Simon. Hi, Simon. I have no surname. <laughs> you no don't surname. need a surname. I know. I am, I am anonymity personified. You, you, you are Madonna and Macklemore. <laughs> this is Seal. <laughs> yeah, so, Heart of Midlothian, travel to Easter Road. Yep. Played a game. Yep. Uh, there's, um... I mean, let's face it, we're, we're more or less going to brush over the first 90 minutes or so. Ah, this is the first time that a podcast has been dedicated to uh, the last four minutes of a game. <laughs> <laughs> with, with huge emphasis on the second two of those four minutes. Yes. I, in fact, no, well, I was watching it on the TV. You see, I, I couldn't afford to go. Um, and the best part for me is when I knew we were going to equalise, when it panned into two sort of uh, Hibs Waynes with her, with her old man and the, the four minutes went up and one of the kids looked absolutely fucking horrified <laughs> and I was like, he knows! <laughs> He's so young and he fucking knows! He's aware. <laughs> He's sitting there going, uh, Graham, we're going to come on. That's literally his sixth sense. <laughs> I see Darby equalised. <laughs> Um, hi, yeah, so, um, yeah, so the, the four minutes um, were fantastic. They were great. Okay, well let's let's make it we pay at least lip service to the game and uh, we'll get there. First of all, ah. huge congratulations to Hibernian Football Club for managing to to earn a hard fought and gritty draw against the undefeated <laughs> league champions. As uh, as well Stubbs called us, uh, yeah, you know, well done for showing up for a derby for the first time in three fucking decades. <laughs> so congratulations. No, in all seriousness, I think we would all agree that this is probably the first game this season in the week, certainly, where we've been second best, verging on actually quite bad. Yeah. It was the Jolux colour chart of Jobby Brown for about <laughs> 92 minutes, perhaps, and then aye, what what transpired, yeah. subsequently transpired. But you've got it, like, I hate to do it, it's through gritted teeth, but him as well. Fucking really good. Aye. Like, really good. They're the first team that you say to really give us a game. Mm. Um, and then obviously it doesn't really matter because you're just like it's, it's fine boys it's fine just hang on to like the 93rd minute <laughs> Big Aline's got one in the back pocket here <laughs> we've got a centre half who's nuttier than a squirrel's jobby who's going <laughs> to fuck one in from like Port Seaton he's been waiting three months just practising just practising <laughs> but not giving away too much that this is definitely definitely his fate yeah um, yeah I mean it's interesting what you say I mean it, it's almost like Hearts are the only team that Alan Stubbs really knows how to set up for because it was in a lot of ways quite similar to the Tynecastle game in that Hibs didn't let us play our game in the midfield. Um, he found ways to nullify our best players. Um, and Hearts sort of lined up in their in their usual way. Hibs sort of in a, in a midfield diamond um, with uh, Robertson and... Uh, 
Scott Allen as the as the widest players in the diamond. Allen Scott uh, Scott Allen. I will do this the whole time. I have this horrible aphasia about that completely anonymous Hibs player. <laughs> you tell us about Miguel and Diak. He sounds more Irish. Than um, yeah, um, Allen as a as a bit as a bit wider of that diamond. Um, like more of a wide midfielder than than Robertson was, but it, it kind of seems. I thought it was almost like he'd uh, Stubbs had recognised that our our strength was in our wingers, and he decided to play like slightly stronger players out there to to sort of nullify them, pin them back a little bit, uh, which had the odd effect. Is uh, like Simon didn't watch on TV. He was he had the honour of standing next to me in the on the dance floor. Because <laughs> I'm a traditional Hearts fan, and mm-hmm. I go to away game. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like uh, it had the, the also the really weird effect that the um, uh, four foot nothing weighs three stone when he's soaking wet. Dylan McGeoch ran the show in the middle. Yeah, like like Hearts to to an extent, I think sort of made a rod for our own back and made Hibs look quite good because we didn't really get the message across to uh, El Has that he had to drop back yeah. deeper than he than he'd like to do because. I've made sort of quite salient points before um, that his game's really strong is when he drops deep to about so the half did Simon line. just describe his own points as salient? Well, <laughs> yeah, <actually> <laughs> <laughs> my own points as bang on the fucking cash as they are. I'm not one to lick my own arsehole, but it tastes delicious. And let's, let's proceed. <laughs> like, so he, he dropped to about the halfway line, but what he had to do was to kind of nullify what Hibs were doing and having that extra body in there was to come back even deeper and collect the ball 15, 20 yards inside our own half. And where that gap was, was where um, the boy McGeek was. And yeah. that's why he looked like a baller. Cause I think it's pronounced McGeek. Don't So when you're writing out the team sheet, it's like Robertson's got McGeek. If you've looked at him, you'll understand how he got that name. <laughs> um, there is an argument, though, that... Um, I mean, it's. I, I can't quite decide how much between this game and the Tank Castle game, how much it was Hibbs forcing us not to pass, and how much it was a conscious decision by Robbie and the team not to pass through midfield. Because in this game and at Tank Castle, both of them, a huge feature of play was punting long balls, especially from Alexander, directly from Alexander to So and trying to feed off knockdowns, and So not really having much success against the Hibbs centre halves. No. Um, so I don't know whether it's our our decision to play like that or Hibbs making us play like that. I mean, we'll get onto it later, but eventually we did start to pass and that's when we started to see things. What what do you think, Rob? I mean, Hibbs... I, I, I made the point earlier on that, you know... Was it salient? <laughs> it There's was. only one salient cat in this house. <laughs> um, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> it just sounds Hats. really good. <laughs> um, but a kind of dog, right? <laughs> Um, no, Hibs midfield, um, by the way, not even really much the same at all as a midfield at Tynecastle. Yeah, true. Uh, Allen, um, both didn't play against us at Tynecastle. No, it was the Liam Craig Crazy Town show at Tynecastle. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, yeah, him and, him and Scott Robertson uh, combining to be the most Hibs duo ever seen. Um, but they, they stopped us from playing, but I don't think it was even much that. I just don't think, I, I don't think we turned up. Um, you know, uh, Margaro Gomez and Principal Abin 
it was the least effective I've seen them play. Uh, Gomez was given the ball away, which he never does. It, it, yeah. it now makes me realise that he is human and not some sort of fantastic robot that Dundee <laughs> United built a few years ago. Um, you know, we, we didn't play well ourselves, and you know, Hibs didn't have to do much to stop us from playing. To be honest with you, we we were um, guff is the word I'll use. We, we just weren't very good, especially in the first 45 minutes. I think, you know, predominantly in the first 45, we weren't, we weren't there. And then Alexander did elect to hit, hit long, but, I, you know, it's, it's one of the first things you learn as a striker when you play football is no easy balls from the goalkeeper. Nothing, nothing, you know, nothing short. And they were doing that. Malonga and Cummings and Handling were pushing right up to stop any short balls. When we had to do that, and Osman so... Even though he is a six foot two, you know, big laddie, he's not very good in there, and it was never going to work. Yeah. So okay, my my rebuttal to that is: does it have to go to so every time? Because there were times where, like, exactly. Eckersley was, you know, left wide. Their their midfield was quite narrow. Eckersley was free on the left. You know, he's an outlet. His first touches we've seen when dealing with long balls is quite exceptional look at you with your entire view of the fucking pitch from the stand <laughs> <laughs> TV cameras don't show everything Nickel um, no that's that's fair enough then fuck it you win <laughs> um, like, it's well, like a fight in primary four <laughs> my dad's bigger than you yeah he is like, right. <laughs> yeah well the, the rebuttal to that sort of thing always is, is like, yeah if you've got one tactic and it's not working find another one yeah. now whether that's the players finding it themselves or Robbie finding because he really didn't change much at the uh, at half time uh, like I say in that first half our only real sort of uh, moments of, uh, of joy were Eckersley being he was kind of left to his own devices but it did mean that he could sort of find time on the on the flank to, to pick out crosses and pick out passes he was solid and he was effective, but I still kind of pined for McCatty. I don't know how you feel, but I don't think McCatty is that much more of a minus defensively compared to Eckersley, but he's so much more of a plus. And on a day where we were so narrow trying to combat Hibs and they were getting all their joy from their fullbacks, I felt that McCatty would have made a, a, a big difference going forward. McCatty and, uh, and Nicholson on that uh, left hand side would have totally grey a new one. Because he basically got carte blanche for most of that game, to bomb up and down, and then when we eventually got the ball out wide to Eckersley, we'd noticed during the game was that Billy King had tucked in so mm. narrow that there was nothing in front of uh, of Eckersley, so he wasn't getting that extra space to put in across, and he'd have to double back on himself. And it kind of comes back to the whole thing that Hibs were good at in that game was that they pressed us so hard and so quickly, and were so intense for about seventy minutes that we just we couldn't couldn't keep up with it. But then. The flip side of that is that you can't keep that up for 90 minutes and that's where hearts really start to come into it when they start to tire and we got the, the time on the ball to pick passes and start to pass through them which is what we're so good at yeah and you know I think one of the main things for that was then taking off uh, Scott Allen to be honest with you and us, us, us bringing on uh, Jamie Walker but us bringing on Walker is, is you know it was a good sub, it turned out to be, but Hibbs taking off Allen was just fucking baffling because... He's our best player. He was our best player by, by you know, not by a distance, like, you know, um, uh, McGeeach was good as well, but you, it just didn't make it, unless he's carrying an injury, but, I, you know, I, as, as I was sitting there with my old man watching it on the TV, I thought to myself, Christ, if, you know, they've taken off their best player here, um, this, this could stand us in good stead, and then, you know... Um, I think what happened. I think if we're taking like a 
an overall view of what Hibs did in this game, which I'm not sure why we're doing, seeing how this is a Hearts podcast, but hey, let's go for it. <laughs> um, I think while they were the better team than us for most of the game, what this really betrayed from them is a real cowardice from them because they were so much in control. If they'd gone for it after they'd went ahead, they could have won 2 or 3-0. They still had the chances while they weren't really pressing for it. But that point where he took off uh, Handling and uh, Allen in the same uh, in the same substitution. And now, you could say he, he's put on Staten and Harris to play with more like sort of orthodox wingers and try and stretch the play, but in effect, that's, that's not what happened. They were still just as narrow and reactive. Basically, what you're trying to say is Hibs are a bunch of yellow-bellied shite bags. Right, okay, that's, that's fine. That's because, it, bottlers. because as we I, got to the end, like I was still thinking, like still 1-0, it's just 1-0. You know, it only takes one goal. The problem Hibs have got is, is that Hearts have got this like quite rich depth of their squad so that you can make positive changes. Yeah. When you're 1-0 up in a derby and you're up against 10 men, Probably the best thing not to do is bring on a fresh-faced eight-year-old lesbian <laughs> and Sam Stanton. <laughs> Gonna have to solidify here, boys. <laughs> Get the muscle made on. <laughs> Sammy, <laughs> pin them back. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that's. I, th- I think that's the moment that changed changed the game in our favour. But to bring it back to the first half, um, you know, we, we 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 weren't without our chances in the first half. There was two. There was two. Yep. Sam Nicholson putting a delightful dinked ball into to Prince, and then his cutback was a bit behind King. Yeah, it sort of it. It was a little bit of a stramash, but it ended in in Prince lashing towards the goal. Yeah. Uh, in a way that made us all go ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, how did it even end up at Sufian's? Feet. Oh, it's right, like a long, hopeful punt at the park, and sounds like six, six, eight, eight, so. yeah. <laughs> you just let it bounce, and then it like unbelievably. Hanlon thought, "I'll just, I'll just leave this. There'll be no danger." And then there was, but then El has completely fucked it right. straight to the keeper. It was a yeah. really bad first touch he took. He didn't, he didn't really get out his feet. His first touch was actually a good one. Um, you know, he took it so he could straight onto it rather than you know trying to get it out from his feet. But then the second touch, he had to get out from his feet um, you know he could have done with trying to slot it rather than trying to place it high in the net but. I do feel quite mad for El Has there are a lot of people out there sort of saying that he's been a disaster for us so far I, I think, don't think he has I've called racists <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> come over here on his magic carpet and it's <laughs> all our jobs <laughs> That's a, and it, that it, that is a salient point. I'll call it how I see it. <laughs> I think I think the problem that he has is that he's he's quite a specialist and he's only really suited for certain games. In this game, we were kind of crying out for pacing behind the striker, and that's what we eventually got when yeah. Walker came on. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel he will be very very useful in future home games where we're playing defenses which are. Very tightly packed. I just, um, I, I, I just think that if it wasn't for Keatings and Carrick being injured simultaneously, I don't think he'd have started all these no, games. No. Um, I, and you know, I think it is a bit harsh to, to judge him on it because he, he didn't have a preseason. He had a fairly serious groin uh, problem at the end of last season, so he is just coming back. He's been built up hugely as well because Aye. A is the first signing 
B, you've got this wealth of shit on YouTube to look at, and C, a lot of Hearts fans have some kind of brain disability <laughs> where, where they can't factor in patience. <laughs> like he must score eight goals every game and ejaculate rainbows. Like, he doesn't do it, they lose their mind. He's a wage thief. Like. Yeah, well, you know, Osman So is scoring eight goals every game and ejaculating rainbows, and they're still fucking, ah, oh, he's not contributing enough. He's, he's, not, he's lazy. He's not good enough in the air, eh? <laughs> That was a criticism of so on the, on Sunday as well that he was lazy, but then he was blatantly not fit. And yeah. like you said, when you're shelling balls up to a guy who's not very good in the air and who's getting bossed by a huddy, yeah. <laughs> to be, be brutal honest, I mean, your confidence is going to take a dip when so's known. If they give me the ball to feet, I can take it past this guy, I can create something, I can hold up the play. But it's just pinging off your chest, or you're losing high balls, you're going to, yeah. you're going to have that perception of not trying because you're used to you know, big lumbering hearts. There's the mental toughness, but you know yeah. it's really, really difficult to sort of think. You know, like I can, I can keep running to the ninetieth minute when it's just like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as well that like Rob says, there was no real options on the bench in terms of like somebody could come on and lead the line like so was doing. So you had to persevere and Aye, kind of drag it out for ninety minutes. The, the only striker we had on the bench was eighteen-year-old Robbie Buchanan. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of tells you that we do have. A slight shortage, even though it, you know, it felt like in the summer we signed nothing but strikers. Hart signed striker. Hart signed another striker. Um, That's football, you know. Like you get a run of injuries in the same department, and like, so why didn't you send another striker? Because we got five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. But one of the things, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so uh, Hibernian did have their moments in the in the first half. Scott Allen, um, well, twice in the same move, utterly bizarrely, was uh, free on the left of the, the penalty box, had a clear shot on goal and decided, ah, you know what, sort of responsibility, that's not for me, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if one of these other guys can deal with it and uh, knocked it into the middle. I'll show these guys why I didn't make it at West Brom, passing <laughs> their fucking butt. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair to Scott Allen, he was, he was, as we said, by far the most dangerous player. Some of his deliveries from open play and from dead balls were absolutely lethal. I shat it every time they crossed the ball and every time it was like panic stations for us, we didn't deal with it at all. And apart from that as well, because Malonga looks you know, a, bit of a bit of a handful mm-hmm. and he's a, a big, big physical laddie. Um, but it but, is nice that whenever you do get a bit scared against Hibs, you realise that it's Hibs. I know you get you get that it's hips. It's you know you do get you do get that that sort of oh fuck we're gonna lose this in the middle. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> hold <laughs> on. Something feels familiar here. <laughs> Even their goal, they contrived two times to not score it before they eventually did score it. They passed up two better chances to score. Yeah. Before they actually uh, managed to have it in, so it was a it was a corner. Uh, came in. Who was it? Uh, Fontaine. Fontaine sort of screwed up the header and then Cummings 10 opener was fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a scramble off the line then a good save from Alexander or was it the other way around no he just kind of he, he tried to push it away and then he pushed it straight onto the feet of uh, Malonga who you know from there I fancy myself to score that he wasn't he wasn't going to miss it yeah, no matter how hibs you are you're pretty much going to score for four yards yeah, yeah. so he roofed it and uh, Hibernian celebrated like they'd won the Scottish Cup. Well, none of us really know what it looked like. <laughs> Hibs actually celebrated winning a Scottish Cup. I think the last time Hibs won a Scottish Cup, the celebration was to go home and polish your buckled shoes <laughs> <laughs> and burn a witch. <laughs> so the second half continued in much the same way as the, as the first half. Uh, initially, Hibs still pressing. 
Uh, one incredible chance from Malonga. Uh, another great ball from Allen uh, from a corner and uh, flashed just wide from Malonga, who, Whisperer actually looks like quite another decent head striker. It might actually be quite worrying if they get him and Alagi together at any point this season. No, nope. yeah, the, the lad who's next to us at the game, like that Malonga is shite. He's shite. Look at him, he's standing out in the touch lines. Like, yeah, that's what good footballers do, mate. Like, they go out wide and drag players over to create space. Oh, he's shite. He's lazy. <laughs> standing there having a rest like corn pipe he <laughs> doesn't fancy it being in the mixer <laughs> balls. he'd rather take it in the wing and then silk away pass players <laughs> fucking dick uh, yeah so that's uh, Dominic Malonga summed up there yes um, no, the, the second half um, started much as the first half ended uh, with a lot of hibs but we did begin to find our way eventually after like an hour. Interesting point. Um, Danny Wilson obviously went off uh, with sort of recurrence of the injury that yeah. um, took him off before. Uh, and Jordan came in and was just very, very good again. Very uh, slotted in quite nicely. I'm beginning to worry that Jordan McGee is not going to hang around for too long, to be honest with you. He's, he is really looking very, very good. <laughs> He's definitely the real deal. To be able to play like across the back, like anywhere that you uh, can do it, and then also come in and play in this favourable position. And also be and also be eighteen years old yeah. whilst doing it. Like uh, what happened like in the like in close season though, where he like like last season he looked like thirteen years old and he came back in pre season like a fully grown fucking adult man. What well, the fuck well, was it was, that? it was it was when they were modelling the new kit and everyone was like <laughs> Who is that? Who the fuck is that guy on the right? <laughs> <laughs> it was it's Jordan McGee. <laughs> well um that just shows you just how young that Jordan McGee is, that puberty just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well done, well done, Jordan. Yeah, um, like a, looking like a player. I can't really think of too much that happened before around about the 70th minute when, um, well, we would say, well, like, uh, Hibs were, were sort of retreating within themselves, but Hearts then, whether it was Hibs allowed us it or whether it was a change of game plan, we did actually start passing it through the middle started to create a few decent wee chances and then the most important change happened where uh, Elhas was taken off for Walker. Yeah, and then from there, I mean, like, Walker really... This season, I, I, th- I still think he's looked better when he's come off the bench mm-hmm. as an impact player. I think that's, that's when he's looked at his best. Um, everything, every real opportunity we had came through Walker down the right-hand side. Um, Lewis Stevenson has probably got nightmares from the amount of times that Walker just went, fuck off mate, I'm a lot better at football than you, so I'm just going to take this ball here. Like, he, he, was, he was fantastic and he, he really sort of galvanised the front line as well because from there, you know, so looked a lot more involved. He was actually beginning to bring it in more often. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, King, he had his fresh air swipe, but even he looked a bit more, you know, a bit more energy about him. And that's when we really started to push it a bit. Great variety of balls from Walker yeah. as well, like low-driven ones, high-driven ones, uh, medium-height-driven ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All, all the options. <laughs> and, then, and then there was that great ball that um, hit the defender and then Callum Patterson got sent off in a rage. <laughs> uh, yeah, was that was the one, the one cross that actually didn't make it to a man and then Callum Patterson lost his fucking shit. <laughs> Callum Patterson was so aggrieved that uh, Walker did not find him with that ball. He was... Uh, like I think he thought he was tackling Walker. Well, that's <laughs> livid. Like I'm pretty sure he's like you say he screamed Walker. 
Just the, the most obvious red cards. It was, it was actually on Bobby Madden's feet that he made the tackle as well. Uh, ah, yeah, it was it was just so stupid. And it, you know, to be fair, he has come out straight away, apologised to the fans and the team, and said it won't happen again and stuff like that. But that's that's the kind of game that you know lessons are learned, and hopefully that's his lesson learned. He's had it pretty pretty sweet against Hibs yeah. so yeah. far in his career. He scored three times against them. You know. He's, he's always been seen as a Derby hero, but he was a bit of a... Well, he was a villain at the time, but then it, it, it kind of, we played a bit better no, after no, he went yeah. off. Um, well, it was really weird. I think Hibbs took that as an excuse to press even less. Yeah. Um, well, like the, the five minutes directly after it were one of my favourite... Uh, some of my favourite of the game, because... Um, like Robbie just sort of decided that our back four should just be anarchy basically <laughs> uh, Gomez and, and Wabin taking turns to be the centre half Jordan McGee played as like a really high push forward right winger he was our furthest forward right winger for like about five minutes before Robbie sort of no you're actually meant to be the right back now. Uh, but yeah like you say I mean it really stretched heads it pushed them um, we dropped to ten men Without sounding like I'm putting the knife into Robbie Nielsen, I think. When we went down to 10 men, it was like that was the moment when he became totally in control of that derby because you saw him out in the touchline and he was fingering, like, not like fingers, I mean, like, <laughs> fingering like, from, like numbers for formations and he was telling people where to go and it just clicked and everybody knew what was happening and we were on point. And before that, you know, you're looking thinking, we're getting pressed pretty high and what the fuck's going to happen? But then after that, he was just like, like they fucking clicked into place. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of football managers can set up a team one way and then not react. It, it shows that he can actually react to the game. Yeah. I would have kinda liked it if he'd reacted a little bit earlier in the game because we were really turgid for seventy minutes. Yeah. And uh, then around about the eighty fifth minute, the Hibs crowd finally started to relax. They finally started to feel that maybe there was victory in the air. They were singing, they were dancing. I bet, I bet in the East Angle, it's in the bag, eh? <laughs> Callum Patterson's off now, eh? He's the boy that I was scores against us, eh? So That's the, the bag, eh? threat, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, They've uh, only got that boy Kostruck at the back. <laughs> I turned to Simon and said, I, I, I can't wait until we ram it up then. In fact, in fact, no, we're not discussing. What were you saying the entire way through that the, game? The whole, from about five minutes before the end of half time to the end of the game, Nicol hand on heart was saying to me because I was a fucking shite bag I was like we deserve nothing out of this nickel we're probably going to get beat here all the way through that sort of 50 minute period don't worry about it because I'll leave score a last minute rake and it'll be great I was like ah, very good nickel this is where our friendship ends and, and also um, I've, I've, I've got to say I, I think I'll have to double check I think it's Scott Duffy on uh, Twitter he tweeted on Friday saying can't fucking wait until Aleem scores a 40-yard breaker and goes <laughs> off his tits on Sunday. And it's now been retweeted a thousand times. <laughs> um, so, aye, well done, Scott, for calling that bang on the money. Just as well, uh, you know, well done, Nicol. And also, well done, well done me. Well done, Robert's uh, Dreamscape, which also... Uh, yeah, had, had Aleem scoring in the last minute. It just, you know, everything... It seems so right. 40 yards! <laughs> 40! It was so far away. That, that was the most amazing thing about it. Being in that stand, you saw him run up and like gear up the leg and everybody in the stand went, oh, here we go. Every week he tries this. Every week he tries this. <laughs> and then I lost two minutes of my life being upside down, 
You that actually really. defied the laws of gravity and <laughs> physics and that go with them. It's usually like gravity takes over at a Derby celebration, you tumble forward. You go like two, three, six rows forward, celebrate the goal, turn around to hug Nickel, he's fucking two rows behind me. Where the fuck did you get there? It's because Alim's goal was so good it broke physics. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was my, my my dad's reaction was incredible watching it in the living room. It's, my dad sort of obviously is he's a season ticket holder as well. Um and he knows that Ali Mostak has been trying these ridiculous efforts all season, usually ending up in real fucking Z. And as soon as he got it and lined up the right peg, he went no, oh my fucking goodness! <laughs> 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 and then, and then, sort of flailing his legs about. But I wasn't, I wasn't having that. I was jumping on him. I fell off. I fell off the sofa. It was. It was. Is. Is it, it is what Ali is it legal? I don't know. If is it actually is. allowed? I think the SFA might review it on video. <laughs> it's, it's the date rape of Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, easily the best goal I've ever seen live, even if we were just talking about a 40-yard raker that hit off the underside of the bar that left the keeper with no chance. But the fact it was in the stoppage time, the fact it was at Easter Road, the fact that it snatched a certain victory from the jaws of all those greeting-faced <laughs> Heidi bastards, it was so glorious. But, you, know, you know what? I'm going to have to pick a small point out of that. Snatch it off the delighted, delirious faces of those Hibs bastards because in the highlights you can clearly see those Section 43 fuckwits jumping about, singing Carnival of Paris, having a great time. I would love, I would love to see their gormless, shite faces as that ball crashed off the underside of the bar and rattled the top of the net because that. I, I personally hope we all died in a gas a gas leak when he got home that night. <laughs> <laughs> this day can't he get me. <laughs> I like to think those those two wee Hibs laddies that were on the, the, the footage that are left there looking absolutely gobsmacked and everything happened. I hope their dad just sort of leaned down and went, Ah oh, son, this is what it is to be Hibs. Yeah. <laughs> just I, just get used to it. I'm sorry that I've cursed you in this terrible fashion. <laughs> he went he went home and self harm to the proclaimers. <laughs> Sorrow. <laughs> what a suicide note on crayons. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, Ali Mostert's goal. Um, what? It's the best derby goal I've ever seen. I think it's the ever. best derby goal of all time. I've ever seen. I've never seen that. any derby anywhere in the world. You've seen, yes. I, you've seen iconic Hearts goals against Hibs. Like you get Fozzie on the fence, like yeah, the, the first Paul Hartley goal in the, the 4 0 semi final. Yeah, yeah. And like Scatcher's goals in the cup final. But that, in terms of absolute fucking rakers is the best derby goal I've ever seen. Yeah. None, yeah. none comes close to that for me. And what's beautiful about it is that, like we say, he's been threatening to do it for three months, but there's no way he was ever going to do it to be like the fourth goal in a 5-0 home victory <laughs> against Alloa. Yeah. No, he had to save it for just the right time. And if he never scores a game for Hearts, That'll be what we forever associate with Ali Moster. He has written himself into the sort of Derby Legends book now, along with Graham Weir, along with Mark De Vries, you know, along with uh, guys like you know Craig Beattie scoring that great goal against them as well, and the, you know, one of the four goals he ever scored for us. So <laughs> yeah. Guys like that, Wayne Foster, you know, there's there's so many names. Michaelinus, Phil Stamp. You know, it's, he's, he's written himself into that book, which is now, to be honest with you, becoming more of a sort of 
Tragic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it was, um, it's, it was, oh, it was just so good. Well, all the, <laughs> the best way to sum it up is uh, yesterday at work, the first thing I did when I got in was set up a tab with just the vine of that goal going on my browser and I'd go about it and just whenever I completed any task I would just click on it again and there's, there's the ball arcing into the net. And I must have done that 40, 50 times during the day and never got bored one single That's time. That's very different to what I did, Nicola. I whacked so hard my soul came out. <laughs> You've got a much more relaxed workplace Because <laughs> <laughs> in the disabled toilets, it was fine. See, I, I've never quite known what they meant. See, see when the ball sort of dipped and hit off the bar, is that the narrative arc they've been fucking going on with for so long? Uh-huh. <laughs> also, also, talking about narrative arcs, Karma's a bitch, Oxley. Oh, <laughs> forty-five Marcosi. minutes of time wasting. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna drink this raw bean up before I take this gold kick. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wank. You what, ref? You what? I'm just taking my time. I have no idea what part of England he's from. Oh, Is my... he actually a Cockney geezer? No I'm a fucking perfectionist. <laughs> Um, ah yeah, no, get that right up you Mark Oxley But uh, listeners yeah, uh, well, gonna... that He could be playing in the Premiership right now If only the loan rules were slightly different <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Listeners, I hope you're not getting bored Because I'm going to keep fucking talking about this um, <laughs> I also also enjoyed um, the, the Hearts TV uh, Just the Goals mm-hmm. uh, Highlights <clears throat> uh, with, with Laurie Dunsire and uh, Jimmy Sanderson Oh goodness me <laughs> Oh goodness me! Well, J- Jimmy Sanderson is sort of, sort of going, oh goodness me, oh goodness me, as uh, Laurie was on top going, oh you monster! <laughs> like absolutely losing his shit in the middle of the West End, Eastern Road. But uh, he wasn't the only one losing his shit in the West End because you can see just creeping in at the bottom of that camera angle, a certain blonde lady of uh, a certain age. I don't think it's Anne Budge. It'd be like great if have somebody this. dressed as Anne Budge. That would be um, an incredible suit for the next hour, be the whole of Time Castle dressed as Anne Budge. I think we should make that happen. I'm, I'm going to have to go in a vintage shop and get the best fur coat you've ever seen. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that, but then that also shows the full extent of uh, Aleem's celebration, whereby he goes to sort of cup his ears. And then doesn't realise what the fuck he's doing, so squares up to the west. <laughs> and so, I swear to God, if Robbie Buchanan hadn't ran over and sort of held him, I think Ali Monster could have ended up in the top tier. <laughs> Just continued walking. Just battering folk all the way up the snake. And up- then there's also the BT Sport coverage, where I now know the exact noise that Gary McAllister makes when he comes. <laughs> 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 because Derek Ray. Um, he's still saying, oh, that's ambitious as it hits the net. Yeah. And in the background, Gary McCarthy's just going, oh, oh, he saw a really spooky ghost just as he Well, it's possibly so Alan Stubbs' face because that was, a, that was a bleak portrait of human misery, I can tell you. Ah, get that up here, you goggly eyed cunt. <laughs> in comparison to Robbie, who, like, the only time he's lost his icy demeanour, the entire time he's been Hearts manager, just. No shit left in Robbie Wilson. Uh, Robbie Wilson? <laughs> Robbie Nielsen at all. Yeah, like, complete shit free zone after that celebration. Do you think uh, Hibs on Monday morning, they were like, right, we really, really need to get crisps off the menu now? Like <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, no more monster munch. <laughs> I made a joke, right? You know, you know, I made a joke. But it's not funny anymore. Smelling everybody's breath or pickled out. Right, that's it. We're going to see Petrie. <laughs> He'll be feeding everyone the finest Turkish cuisine. <laughs> oh, just 
What a goal! What a fucking goal! And then at the end, like, uh, well, everybody, all the, the players were coming up and clapping to us, and we were all singing, and everything was great. And then he spotted a Turkish flag in the crowd, so he came in and he walked in and he went into the crowd and picked up this flag. And what a moment! He could have just went into the crowd and just picked any woman that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do. To be honest, at that point, he could have picked any fifty-year-old like, unreconstructed homophobe and said, so like, "You're sucking me off tonight, mate." And they'd have been like, "Alim." It would be my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll absolutely do that. <laughs> so, not even that. I want to talk about it more. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. That that's another thing. Um, what what's 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 the notch on your YouTube post? Sorry, that was my haunted sink there. <laughs> <laughs> Which also sounds like a fat, hungry person. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm at about. Nearly a hundred. I I must be more than that. And that's not including vines and that as well. No, no, I'm talking about the YouTube. Like it's I I must have watched it at least a hundred times, and it will never, ever get old because I consistently notice new things. <laughs> See on the, the again the BT coverage when it sort of it's the side shot of Ozturk and uh, I think it's Robbie Buchanan sort of on his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the background, you can see a Hibs fan angrily kicking a ball <laughs> <laughs> as he's walking down the stairs. It's just, it's fucking great because about five seconds before that, he was probably singing. Yep. Having a wonderful time thinking, we've got to up the hearts this time, laddies. So once again, Hibernian, we see that there's nothing that you can possess that we cannot just simply take away. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Well, oh. thanks for having us. We hope you come. We hope we'll see you at New Year. For, uh, <laughs> something equally delightful. Uh, okay, well, we have to move on. We've, we've spoken about it too much. Oh. Uh, we have okay. to move on. Uh, we, well, let's, let's just say there are, there are a few other things that happened in the hearts world this week. Um, Anne Budge made uh, another quite magnificent statements uh, yeah. earlier on today. Would you care to run us through the, the major talking points, Robert? Well, the, the, the one major talking point, which is uh, obviously taking all the headlines, is we will be the first uh, professional football club in the UK to introduce a living wage, uh, which is fantastic. I think that's an absolutely amazing thing. And it's not just for full-time staff, it's for part-time and contract workers as well. It's weird that's not a thing generally. I know, clubs. I know, and I you know, I, 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 I sit next to a, a Celtic fan at work, and um, the first thing I'm I did... I'm so, so sorry. It's, it's fine, <laughs> you know. He's, he's watched the Ali Mostert go 50 times, <laughs> fucking make him. <laughs> um, I <laughs> just make him jealous we've got a derby, you know. <laughs> um, aye, no, it's, 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 you know, Celtic have, uh, they, they had their sort of... Um, annoyance at the, the, the board and Peter Lawwell earlier on in the year that that hadn't been introduced and it actually it had been proposed oh, the and then got Kai boshed. Yeah. Ah, yeah, they, they, they went against it because um, it would cost <laughs> it would cost too much for a team that brings in that amount. So, you know, it's his reaction, the first thing he did was put on the, the Celtic version of Kickback, which is the huddle board, and it got to two pages within about five minutes. Every single post saying, well done, Hearts. Every single one. That's coming from Celtic fans. And then they obviously went to attack their own board, which is, you know, that, that's, that's their beef, I wasn't getting involved. But it's, it's a fantastic thing that, you know, it shows that the sort of the ethos behind the club now that we've got the new ownership and ultimately, you know, it will be fan ownership as well. And to have things like that coming through a community 
club. It's just what we're striving to be, which is what we are again. It's it's fantastic. It's nice to be the good guys after so long being the Bond villains. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing that's coming out of the club that you can't get on board with. Yeah. Do you mean like everything that comes out, there's, there's nothing but positive news. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a, a very, very good uh, announcement sort of uh, coming from Hearts just earlier on today. I liked how she got it up the, uh, the Young Pyro Brigade as well. Aye. Quite enjoyed that. So if any of the Young Drum team are listening, fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, so we did have a, a couple of emails as uh, people reacted to, to the glory of, uh, of Sunday. 40 yards! 40 yards! Um, Alan Gray uh, wrote in, uh, just wanted to say, fuck the hips. <laughs> that is that is a salient point, point. Alan. That's basically is, saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, no, it's, that, that's exactly That's it. essentially the greatest use of email that there ever has been. It's what <laughs> the forum was invented for. Not only is he saying what we're all thinking, he's saying what we're all seeing. <laughs> yes. Fuck the hips. <laughs> Literally out of our mouths. Fuck <laughs> the hips. Um... We also had uh, John Smith emailing in, uh, emailing in. That's a fake name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> he um, somehow like he he's gone on a huge, huge assumption here that uh, the songs this week are going to be about Ali Mushtuk for some reason. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, and he's come in with uh, with this effort. Okay. <clears throat> So I heard you were a Turkish boy Who played for hearts and you gave us joy And you really don't care for Hybees, do ya? When a Hybee win was on the cards You smashed the ball from 40 yards And the hearts fans started singing Ali Mashtar <laughs> Ali Mashtar Ali Mashtar Ali Mushtuk, Ali Mushtuk. Some fantastic. That's a well fucking. Yeah, I'm applauding that shit. Alan Gray, you're my favourite. No, that was John Smith. Oh, fuck you, Alan Gray. No, Alan Gray's fuck the hips guy. Yeah. Nah, you both win. You're you're both much better than us. Yep. Uh, did you have anything come in over the internet, uh, Robert? I, I did. It came all the way from the other side of the world. Mm. In, oh, shit. in Australia um, Our good friend Ian Porterfield uh, Has been listening from over there And he sent a song um, To the tune of Anastasia's I'm Out of Love <laughs> Tickle my arsehole Let's go <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to start from midway through the verse Because the rest of it doesn't really compute With the song itself <laughs> so, I think it does, I think this is your fault really This is 100% my fault in Porterfield I'm sorry you can Batter me when you're over for Christmas. Now what you can do is you can record yourself singing the song and we'll play it next week. <laughs> yes. Two weeks time because we don't have a game next week. Two weeks time. Let's do it. Right. Okay. Tell me on Sunday, did you know that I sent a half-wood score go and what a go, Ali must talk. Hates high bees <laughs> and laughs at their misery. He showed us the way to score a peach again. <laughs> Tails, hips, can you handle me? Ali must talk. Can you see that he fucked? 
Fucking hates high bees. Ali must turk. That's how that song goes. Yep. So I did that zero justice. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, Porterfield. You have sent us a few songs and I've neglected to sing any of them yet. So I have sang that one. Next time, I'll sing the full one for you. Don't make any promises. Right? I'm making no promises. Sorry, Porterfield, once again. Okay, well that leads us nicely on to uh, our own songs Yes. Uh, for this week. Uh, Simon, got any songs? Yeah, yeah, but you can't have them, so get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Simon, enemy of joy, uh, making his contribution. Uh, do you want to go first? Or? No, no, on you go. Um, it's, it's the, the court is yours. Okay. <clears throat> Oosterk is bigger than a castle. <laughs> Oosterk is gonna break your knees. Oosterk reminds me of Pasquale. <laughs> Oosterk, mad as a bag of bees <laughs> Well, don't stand up a limb His 40-yard of scream Eh, he's breaking high bee dreams <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's good You've got such a lovely singing voice <laughs> uh, It's, uh, yeah, very well cultured You do a little bit of Stevie Wonder when you sing it? <laughs> <laughs> Great joke for radio <laughs> Um, yeah, my, my song isn't as well thought out, so here we go. <laughs> Ali Mali Mali Mo <laughs> Ali Mali Mali Mo is <laughs> gonna steal your drum <laughs> and ram it up your bum. <laughs> Ali Mali Mali Mo <laughs> Ali Mali Mali Mo <laughs> He's gonna steal your chance You fucking high beat cans <laughs> Yes Yes That's that's solid gold <laughs> That could legitimately work in the terrace <laughs> Get that up here with your shite songs you hibs fucks <laughs> uh, Well um, If you could just pretend that John Smith hasn't won this week outright <laughs> It's pretty hard, eh? like John Smith was like the first cock at a gangbang and did all, <laughs> did all the hard work and you pair have come in with your wee Sparrows Calf Willies and tried to... <laughs> we, we, we've dribbled on the thighs of this competition <laughs> You've kind of circled the periphery and it's, it's just not happening uh, So... Apart of John Smith John Smith's like clearly first but I ran that, that was... Tremendous, but if it was like a da- it was like a video based like vlog, then you would have won it for the, the moves when you were singing. <laughs> <laughs> but because that's totally futile, fuck you. Rob. Yay. 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 Thanks, Simon. I got there eventually. <laughs> well, um unless there's any other business, gentlemen. No other business? No, it doesn't look like it. I can handle that pressure then. <laughs> Well, it remains to say, uh, thank you, Simon, for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you very much. Thank Cheers. you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please tell all your friends about this. Uh, 40 yards! 40! 40 fucking yards! Um, you can... <laughs> <laughs> Stop revelling in your victory. <laughs> um, if you want to continue to, uh, to follow us, to contact us... You can find all of the episodes collated on wehavenocares.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to email us a chant as, uh, that's even a quarter as good as the one John Smith sent us, you can do that. <laughs> he's, he's raised the fucking bar. <laughs> uh, you can go to wehavenocares at gmail.com. 
You can follow us all on Twitter. I am at RF Borswick. I am at Nickel Hay. I am at Mr. Salmon. I'm not going to tell you to spell that. Because <laughs> it just sounds racist when I just said it there. <laughs> <laughs> Never actually said that out loud, have no, you? No, I said it once, laughed, and then made it my Twitter name. <laughs> So uh, as we leave Simon reconsidering all of his life choices, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Join us in two weeks' time because there is no game next week because we're just too good for the Scottish Cup. (laughs) And uh, Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. What? (laughs) (laughs) Amarusso, that's a run, it's a down!